I want to thank you so much for joining me here again on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Before we jump into my chat with today's guest, I just want to give you a reminder. If you visit a place that you heard about on the podcast, be sure to let them know. This helps me to get more great guests on the show to share more terrific Ireland attractions and tips. So go ahead and be a name dropper. Just say, I heard about you on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today we are heading to County Cork. Now, if some of what you hear about today sounds familiar, it's because we may have touched on it in a couple of past episodes. Back in episode 153, I was chatting with Jana at Visit Ballyhara and In episode 42, so way back in the time machine, I was talking with a representative from the Munster Vales. Now, Kira O'Brien is actually outside of Mitchellstown in County Cork. And this town is kind of overlapped in a way by both of the areas I just mentioned. And Kira is opening a brand new luxury outdoor I don't want to call it a center experience, but she's going to tell us more about Barna Hound, her new, your new baby, your new project. It's really very exciting. So Kira, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And I can't wait to hear more about this. Great. Thanks so much, Jodie. I'm delighted to speak with you. Yeah, we're really proud of both the Ballyhara and the Munster Vales region and the work that's being done to, I guess, shine a light on this area. As with my own background, you know, I worked in corporate life for 20 odd years. And this year I actually took the decision. I, I was born and raised in Cork and I took the decision to invest in a local property, an old farmhouse that's here in Mitchellstown where I grew up. And I suppose to transform it into the type of attraction that I wanted to see in our area to to help people to come and explore the area. Um, Myself, I'm a really keen hiker. We're very near to the Galtee Mountains here. And my number one favorite thing to do is to be out in the mountains. So I took on this farmhouse. Um, It was a little, a little run down, you know, it had seen better days, but a beautiful, you know, old uh, 18, mid 1800s farmhouse. And so with the past number of months, I've been working on the, the renovation and the restoration of that with a lot of, we, we're lucky, we have a lot of local artisan uh, craft people here in Mitchellstown who can help us. And so, yeah, going to bring that farmhouse to life as a guest house in early 2024 to welcome people. But I suppose it's, you know, this is beyond a guest house, right? Because for me, two things, I suppose, one, I really want to help people discover the area, whether it's, you know, hiking or a lot of, you know, exploring a lot of our great food and beverage producers, the local heritage and so on. But I suppose, secondly, because this is a bit of a hidden gem, you know, there isn't such an established route you take as a tourist, or it's not so easy to find your way, maybe compared to if you go to Dublin or Killarney. So I suppose, in addition to providing some accommodation, I kind of see myself in a concierge service, right? So, you know, my proposition to people who come to stay is, you know, I will help you with the whole package, you know, planning your hiking routes, planning your trips, where to eat, which are the hidden gems around the place, so that people can kind of trust that although they're going off the beaten track, when they get there, they will meet somebody who really helps them to immerse themselves in, you know, the truly local experience. 
terrific. I love the, one of my things is that I want people to step off that tourist track. Obviously, the highlights of Ireland are the highlights for a reason, but it's when you kind of detour a little bit. It's when you find the things that really make your memories. So let's back up a little bit and talk about Mitchelltown itself. Because when people think of County Cork, they think of just a couple things. They think of Cork City, they think of the Blarney, the Blarney Stone, Blarney Mm -hmm. Castle. Mm -hmm. But Mitchellstown is more Northwest Cork. It's a massive county. So it's really not near either of those things that you know County Cork for. So can you tell us a little bit about that area? Sure, yeah. So I suppose to put a paint a picture in people's minds, maybe Mitchellstown is a huge farming area. We, you know, you'll see here in the background behind me beautiful dairy cows. We are very lucky to have a lot of great producers. It's actually in an area called the Golden Vale, which is the most famous part of Ireland for the quality of its provenance of its producers. So a lot of what goes on here, it's very rural, lots of farming. But I suppose if you go back in time a little bit, because of the quality of the land, this was actually a big area for the, you know, historic the landowning families which would have come from you know the UK so people if they're into history may have read about the Kingston family who had a very large plantation here and we're actually you know relatively speaking very good landlords to the people of the local area but I suppose what their presence the Kingston family what their presence then left is a fantastic Georgian architectural heritage so if you come into Mitchellstown what you'll see on the one hand is farmers driving up Main Street on their tractor. And on the other hand, you're going to see these gorgeous, you know, 17th, 18th, 19th century buildings. So it's a real sort of juxtaposition of things. You know, we're really lucky. We've had a lot of investment recently, whether it's in St. George's Arts and Heritage Centre, that's recently been restored and brought back to life. And you'll see lots of beautiful homes around the area, you know, mansion homes sort of that the landowning families would have had. And in my own case for Barnhown, actually, that was also built by the Kingston family for one of their best performing farmers or farm keepers of their land. So just a lot of different, I suppose, heritage elements around the area. Another thing that Mitchellstown is relatively renowned for is, you know, more, I suppose, the sad part of Irish history. Next to my house, there is the famine workhouse wall, you know, which reminds us on a daily basis of all the people who had to leave Ireland, you know, often to travel to the US or North America to look for a better life. So There's a lot to learn, I guess, here, if you're interested in sort of if your roots happen to be based in Ireland or not. There's a lot to learn here, I guess, about how life was and then how it's evolved and what modern rural life looks like. Mitchellstown's a great place to get a kind of a taste for that new modern Ireland in the countryside. And it's so fascinating. I think one of the greatest things about Ireland is how you can have the history and the present and even glimpses of the future. And it all seems to meld together. It doesn't um, clash or, um, you know, just coexist side by side, knowing that the history is always there, but you're always moving forward. And to see that, you know, in real life, right in front of you, and to, to really feel it, I think is one of the things that makes Ireland so special. Now, you did mention that the Galtee Mountains are right there. I know that Ballyhara, one of their largest initiatives, is really the walking, the hiking, the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the Galtees? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm very biased, but I think it's one of the most beautiful areas in Ireland. So the Galtee mountain range is the highest inland mountain range in Ireland, and it stretches all the way from County Tipperary into County Limerick. And obviously in County Cork, we claim them as well for ourselves because we're here on the border. And I think whatever type of a, an outdoor enthusiast you are, you know, from the very extreme end, you know, it's a 30 kilometer range of mountains. You know, if you want to walk for a day and a half across the top, you can partake in the Galtee Challenge every June. If you want to do kind of a one day hike, you know, you can head up to Galtee Moor, which is about 3000 feet high. That's a really good, you know, one day push yourself challenge. But then there's also lots of lower level trails, you know, maybe for younger families or those who are a little less mobile, really well marked, really well laid out by the Valley Horror team. They have a really nice app which allows you to follow the path. It marks out producers who are on the routes or other interesting points. So the reason that I push it to people is I think, you know, if you have a mixed group coming, maybe some who like really more extreme challenges and some who, you know, want a slightly gentler pace. Everybody can go on to the Galtee Mountains together, maybe take their separate paths during the day and then come back in the evening, have a pint, have a really nice meal and kind of talk about the adventures of the day. And for me, that's the best part of it. That's so wonderful. And getting outdoors, I think that Ireland has kind of learned that while the history and the, you know, that ancient architecture and things like that are what draw people, they really have just such a treasure in the natural outdoors. And just, you know, your temperatures are pretty moderate. It's easy to be outside mm -hmm. and active almost every day. And, you know, taking advantage of the natural, just kind of that natural outdoors activity is just really something that's been overlooked, I feel, until maybe the last five or just 10 years. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do, if I, I often bring friends to visit because I've worked all over the world and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of international colleagues, I take them to this one place. It's quite a nice hike, but people talk about the, you know, the 40 shades of green in Ireland. And the best way to experience that is to hike up as high as you can and then to look out across the fields because then you're in it. You know, you're truly in the experience of, of really seeing Ireland and being in the 40 shades of green. And that's my favorite thing to do when I when I bring guests to the area. And if that doesn't make everybody want to visit, I don't know what <laughs> will. So, so Kira, I want to now kind of talk about your project, Barna Hound. Yeah. You know, what inspired this? What kind of made you switch from corporate America going back to what is admittedly a small rural town and you know, this big dream of yours? Yeah, I guess I'm like, I've been really lucky in my career. I've worked with some great, a lot of uh, North American corporations, but I suppose I've reached a point in the last couple of years where I felt more drawn to be outdoors. You know, it's tough every day sitting at your desk on Zoom calls for eight, 10, 12 hours a day. And I, I really wanted to kind of change my life and be outdoors. So when I thought about what might that look like? You know, I'm here in Mitchellstown with the Galtys at the back. I also realized the more I brought people to the area, the more I enjoyed showing them around. You know, I'm a person who I really love good hospitality. I like to travel and I know what I like when I go away. And so I suppose over the years of traveling, I've learned what a really fun visit makes, right? It's not just about going to museums or seeing the kind of hot thing. It's about being immersed in the local experience. And so I get a real kick out of um, helping people, I suppose, to discover the hidden gems. And I'm really proud of Mitchellstown and where I'm from. We have a lot of 
cool stuff going on. And so I, I get a lot of energy from bringing people here and showing that to them. And I think as well, it's, you know, I like innovation and I like a challenge. And I really feel we have a lot more that we can tap into here in Mitchellstown and in the Valley Harbors and the Munster Vales than we do. We don't see ourselves as a tourist destination always. You know, a lot of people are, you know, they're modest, honest farming people, right? They don't have this grand ambition to be a tourist attraction. But I really see, you know, not everybody wants to be in that busy place, you know, in Dublin or in some of the other busy destinations. And so I'd love for those people who want to have an Irish experience come to a genuine, authentic place to, to be here to receive them when they arrive, you know, and, and to really give them the full Cade Mila Falch experience in a, in a really nice, authentic place. And I suppose, you know, I have been away for a long time working and so on. I feel a sense of wanting to give something back to my local community. You know, I was uh, born and raised here. And I think in the spirit of sort of regeneration and bringing new energy and better energy uh, maybe to the area, by bringing tourists, it helps people to have pride. So whether it's someone setting up a coffee shop or someone opening a food business, that sense of someone's coming to my area to experience what I'm offering is also very uplifting. It creates a community feeling where people are really proud to show off, you know, what they've got. So for me, that's really important as well to be involved in the community and for us all to be showcasing the best of what we've got. So what would you say that your vision is with what you're building? You know, who is your ideal visitor? Who are you hoping to attract? And what do you think that they'll leave with after they stay? So I guess I tend to connect best with those who enjoy the outdoors. So, you know, maybe people come with sort of a vague idea. They've, you know, maybe they've done a lot of different things in the outdoors and they're looking for something different. I think giving those people then an opportunity to sort of be in the outdoors, hike somewhere new, but maybe learn a little bit along the way. You know, it, you don't have to be in a museum to learn about history. We can tell you about the Galti Mountain Boy as we're walking through the Galtys, right? You can you can sort of learn a lot as you're out and about. And I really want them then, I talk about luxury adventure. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can put on all your dirty hiking boots and your raincoat and so on. But at the end of the day, it's really important to me to celebrate. So, you know, we do this fun thing. The day after Christmas Day, we call St. Stephen's Day in Ireland. And we hike up to this place we go every year, but we bring a little bottle of champagne with us because for me, you know, the outdoors doesn't have to be about the bare necessities always. You know, you can celebrate with good food and maybe a nice drink and with friends. So it's a little bit of luxury on the mountain. I suppose that's the kind of unique thing that I'm trying to offer to people here in an Irish context. My wish, honestly, for the people when they go away from here, at the moment, we have this big trend for retreats and escapes and that type of thing. Uh, which is good. But what I would love is rather than people retreating or escaping, I'd love them to take away a new habit. So to maybe be on the mountain, we have a lot of fun things we do here, whether it's forest bathing or we have yoga walks in the mountains, maybe to try something new while they're here. And hopefully with my encouragement, you know, or attend a hurling game, whatever, whatever it is, to try something new, maybe that they haven't tried before and to go home with a new habit. Because I think I had a very transformational experience about a year ago. I went to Madeira and it just really helped me to, you know, to commit to myself to be in the outdoors every day. So I would love that people go away with something maybe that's good for their health or good for their mind and that they take away from their trip to Ireland. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. I, I will <laughs> say that for myself, every time I am there, I'm out, I'm active every day. And coming home, I always have the thought of, I just need to do that more. And then, you know, winter hits and it's brutal cold <laughs> here. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it is, I mean, 
Ireland's just a land that inspires for sure in so many different Mm -hmm. ways. And, you know, I love the idea of leaving with something that has made a difference Mm -hmm. to you going forward. I think that's definitely a noble, a noble goal for (laughs) sure. So now I know that you are not yet officially launched, but Mm -hmm. you're planning to be ready for visitors in the spring of 24, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just about to launch my booking engine and so on. And then I hope to be opening my doors to visitors from May of 2024. So right at the start of the summer season, ready to welcome people. So tell me a little bit about what people can expect during a stay. Mm -hmm. You know, rooms, you know, are they looking at a full experience? Is it more of a and b experience? What are you kind of going to offer? Yeah, so I guess it's a little more than a B&B experience. So I said my best package, I'll say, that I will be offering is something called Taste the Gelties. So the way that that works is on arrival, people begin the minute that they land at the house with me with this Taste the Gelties producer plate because I want people to be immediately sort of immersed. So that's sampling everything that my local neighbors and friends make from Gelty Mountain Honey to I'm very lucky to be friendly with an award-winning chocolatier who's based in Mitchellstown. We have amazing pâtés and obviously Mitchellstown is very famous for cheeses and meats and so on. So from the moment you arrive, you'll get a nice glass of Irish perry and a producer's plate. And I suppose from there then, it's really about planning your stay. You know, ideally we've done a lot of pre-planning, but making sure when you arrive, you know, we need to look at the weather. For example, I always have up my sleeve Mitchellstown Cave, right? If it's absolutely <laughs> bucketing with rain, you know, that's my go-to to make sure you have a nice, comfortable day in the cave. And, and that's a really fantastic place to go. And from there, then I suppose, you know, making sure that people really get to enjoy other dining experiences in the area. So I won't offer dinner in my, you know, it's a little modest farmhouse. I'd really like people to go out and experience local meals in the evenings. But again, I would, you know, I would have... Uh, helped people to prepare that in advance. I suppose for me, my big offering then is breakfast. So, you know, as we're finishing off the building of the house now, we have what we call the the chicken window, which is in the dining room. So I will have free range hens wandering around outside, which will form part of your breakfast and a lovely uh, kitchen garden growing alongside the kitchen. So for me, local produce is very important. The provenance of food is very important. And either I will be growing it myself on site for people to enjoy as part of the breakfast offering, or it will come from within a 20 mile range of the house. So if people are curious to try local food, but also, you know, we really believe if you eat what's grown locally, it's incredibly good for your health, you know, because you're you're eating what's in the air that you're staying in. So I suppose the breakfast really is the highlight producer's plate, obviously, from a food perspective and then all of the adventures. In terms of the other things people then will experience, you know, we're going through a really sensitive restoration of the building. So even before you come in through the front door, if you, you know, you can imagine in your mind, the front of the building has all had a fresh lime render applied to it. So it honestly looks gorgeous. That was only finished a week or two ago. So it is really back to its best in terms of being an Irish farmhouse. And then once you come inside, Luckily, one of my neighbors is a very talented stonemason. So a lot of the internal stone walls have been repointed. And you can, I suppose for me, it's important that you can touch the fabric of the building. And those talented people who built the building, you know, 200 years ago, you can still see and touch their work. The rooms then are, I suppose, laid out in a very simple way, not fussy, but with a lot of locally made 
soft furnishings and so on. You know, that's a theme you'll find throughout. I'm really trying to showcase local, whether it's the candles that are burning in reception or the cushions that you're sitting on, you know, you'll really get to enjoy a lot of local pieces. And I'm hoping in time to have a little shop if people, you know, love something and want to take it away with them or, or want to take a piece back with them that they can do that. So I suppose that's probably it. The other area then that I'm going to focus on is around having a little honesty bar. I think it's, you know, you can go to the local pub for a pint for sure. But there are a lot of really interesting, you know, if you enjoy a drink, a lot of really interesting things going on in Ireland at the moment, whether it's Valencia Island, Vermouth, we have really nice Perry's, strawberry wines are being made in Wexford. I think that's a really emergent kind of area at the moment in our drinks culture but so I'd like to bring that together because you honestly won't find that in many other places that you go to stay in Ireland because it's so emergent and it's something I find fun a lot of these businesses actually are female-led so probably my hidden gem which I'm I'm just starting to kind of release into the ether now is this honesty bar which is really curating lovely Irish tipples to enjoy. And I'm assuming that would be in a public area where then your guests could all congregate and enjoy the evening together as well? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a number of different, I suppose, common areas if people want to sit and have a chat. You know, sometimes Irish, if you're, you know, we'll have lots of Irish people staying. They like to watch sport and they enjoy watching sport together often. So, yeah, there's lots of common areas to kind of get together. As I said, you know, for me, coming back after a hike or coming back after exploring and discussing the adventures of the day is as much fun as as the actual adventures themselves. Uh, Just it sounds like you put (laughs) so much thought into this. And you really have some amazing plans that are so exciting to me to hear because this is kind of this is where I see the future of Irish tourism coming in with, you know, these smaller bespoke custom experiences. And I'm so excited to hear about this and learn more. And I know that there are people listening who are just as excited to kind of keep an eye on what's going on and keep you in mind for their trips. So tell me how people can learn more, get in touch with you and any socials that they can follow to kind of watch this restoration as it finishes up and as you get ready to open. Absolutely. So for those people who are on social media, my handle is simply at Barnahoun. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you can find me there. I also have a little website landing page set up. That's barnahound.com. You can sign up there for my newsletter. I'm, I'm sending that out once a month, which is kind of simple behind the scenes, little video updates and so on. And then as bookings become available and, and dates released, I'll share that information with the folks who are on the newsletter before the general public. And all my contact details, email and so on, you'll find there on the website. And as my listeners know, all the links that we talk about. So any way to get a hold of Kira and the obviously the three things you shouldn't miss that are coming up, all the links are in the show notes. So just click over at the bottom of your podcast app and you'll find everything. So to wrap up, I gave you the heads up that I always ask about three things you shouldn't miss in the area. And so we're going to talk about Three things near Mitchellstown that people really need to consider adding to their itinerary when they are there. You're going to need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations, and I'm excited to share that my listeners receive an exclusive 10% discount from Irish Car Rentals. All you have to do is visit IrelandFamilyVacations.com forward slash I-C-R 
and that will take you directly to the booking page and my exclusive 10% discount. Again, that's irelandfamilyvacations.com forward slash I-C-R. Now, let's hear about these recommended destinations. Very good. So I'm going to start with the outdoors. So we've talked about the Galtee sort of generally, but if I had one secret hidden tip to give, if you're going to do one hike, I would really research Loch Curra. It's a really beautiful walk. It's about 90 minutes up to the lake. But when I was talking to you earlier about, you know, looking back on the 40 shades of green, that's my route to take. So there's a really nice car park. It's quite well laid out and you can really, you really feel immersed in the scenery when, when you're hiking up to Loch Curra. So again, if people want any information, I'm more than happy to share a little bit more about that. But that's my, of all the outdoor places <laughs> I go, that's probably my top tip. That's the place when I need a pick me up, that's the place that I go. Beautiful. Next, I'll talk about maybe heritage. So as I mentioned, we have a beautiful walking tour now in Mitchellstown. It's really easy to follow. Maybe for those who getting out into the Galaxies maybe isn't so achievable. This is a beautiful walk that takes you through the architecture. If you're really lucky and you pop into St. George's, you may very well find a Bill Power, who's our local historian, and just knows everything that there is to know about the local area. He also is, uh, if people want to organize in advance, available. The thing that many people realize actually in Mitchelton is that we had a castle here in the town. Unfortunately, it was burnt down, but it was equivalent in size and stature to Buckingham Palace. So if you really want to know more about the grand history of Mitchellstown, then definitely reaching out to us in advance and between myself and Bill, we'll be more than happy to tell you about Mitchellstown Castle and everything to do with the Georgian architecture here in the town. That's amazing. I never knew about that castle. That's that's (laughs) pretty incredible. Yeah. And you know what? And it's one of those things that we're just, you know, we're getting better at celebrating now. And like you said, you know, Irish people are good at, you know, holding their history proudly and yet you're looking to the future. So yeah, I think we're getting better now at celebrating that. So my third tip then is around food and beverage. So I mean, anywhere in Mitchellstown you go is really fantastic for food and beverage. But my top place to go is to O'Callaghan's restaurant in, restaurant and deli actually in Mitchellstown. So my friend Kate runs that. I suppose I recommend it for two reasons. One, you can go and have a beautiful meal. They have many award-winning dishes there, including their pate. But also you'll see a lot. They have a beautiful deli showcasing Irish produce. So whether you want to eat beautiful Galti honey or take home some Ballyhara mushrooms, that's a great place to go to pick up some nice treats for yourself or maybe for friends and family that kind of showcases what's best about food in the area. Would this also be a place where you might be able to grab a lunch before you go for a hike? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. It's an, well, an all day, uh, eight to five place. So whether you want a hearty breakfast or a lunch before you head out, yeah, that's a great place to go. Wonderful tips. Well, Kira, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This was so informative. Definitely a place that is not on the radar of very many people. And hopefully this has inspired my listeners to maybe consider hopping off that path because just to give people an idea, this would be on your path between Killarney and the Cliffs of Moher. Mm-hmm. So very mm-hmm. easy to make that stop for a day or two and, you know, step away from the tourist trail, immerse yourself in Ireland and, you know, discover something that nobody else that you talk to after you return, nobody else is going to even have known about. 
Exactly. So yeah, I hope to look forward to welcoming everybody in, in 2024, those adventurers who are ready to go off the beaten track and hope to see you as well in the near future. Oh, that would be wonderful. I will definitely keep in touch. 